Welcome to Drive Time, our UCLA Anderson Fully Employed MBA Program podcast. My name is Dylan Stafford, and I'm an assistant dean here at UCLA Anderson and your host. We want to introduce you to some of the great women and men of FEMBA to share their success and give you an inside look at the impact of FEMBA. Today's interview is with Sai Chundi, class of 2016. During FEMBA, Sai fulfilled a lifelong goal of developing himself as a leader, being active in FEMBA Council all three years. Sai used on-campus recruiting, plus the coaching of Susan Cowell and Gordon Hill, to earn two different job offers, one in consulting and the one he is choosing in business operations at Microsoft, where he will be heading after graduation. Sai has made friends for life, and he shares about that, plus his global access program experience in Sweden, his global immersion course in Argentina, and welcoming his first baby into his family, all during FEMBA. We hope you enjoy sharing the success of FEMBA with Sai Chundi, 2016. Say hello to our, our listeners. Tell people kind of, um, you know, a little bit about your, your, your education before, what your section is. You know, just kind of introduce yourself to us, please, Sai. Sure. Uh, thanks, Dylan. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure being here to share my experiences. And hello, everyone, to all the listeners out there. Um, so I was in Section 2. Well, still like... I still am in Section 2, uh, 2016. We'll be graduating in a couple of months from now. Can't wait for that. Um, and I'm an engineer by profession, uh, consulting engineer. Uh, have a background in civil engineering. And I work for a company called Iteris, which is currently located in Orange County, California. And uh, I, uh, been, I've been working there for the past 10 years now. Um, I have an undergraduate in civil engineering from Bitspilani, India. Um, as not sure how many people on the, uh, the of the listeners know about it, but it's one of the best private schools in India. It's always ranked in the top ten schools, and uh, it's just it's just a mere population and the extreme competition in India that forces all the students to really outdo themselves and you know put themselves put the best foot in at all levels. Um, so I'm, I'm really fortunate that I've got an opportunity to study in the best schools in probably the world and you, uh, in and my then undergraduate you, program. You grew up in southern India. Yes, I grew up in a city called Hyderabad. It's the it's one of the IT hubs in the It world. really is, yeah. Yeah, so you have all the IT companies have offices there, Facebook, Google, Microsoft, uh, Uber, a um, lot, of, lot of IT companies have their offices there. So it's, uh, it's phenomenal as how much the city grew, and I could see it grow with me in some way because I've, I've seen the change. Um, my college undergrad was in the northern part of India, so I had like a wonderful experience moving from the southern part of India to northern part of India. And India in general is such a diverse country. Mm. And, you know, just traveling within the country itself was phenomenal and, you know, meeting people from so many regions. We have so many languages. Um, so that was great. Uh, post that, um, I came to the U.S. Uh, mm-hmm. as soon as I graduated from my master's in civil engineering uh, to University of Central Florida, where I was offered full scholarship. I had a full mm-hmm. uh, research assistantship uh, for my two years, so everything was taken care of. So that was the most tempting part because um, I really didn't want to come here on student loans and create more burden to my parents. That was uh, one of my priorities. It was a phenomenal experience. I honestly didn't know what I wanted from the program itself, my first master's, uh, but I just wanted to, you know, travel the world, come out here, see the U.S., you know, get a new exposure, meet new people, see what's in, what's out there. 
and uh, it was great. So before I graduated, I already had an internship and a full-time offer ready for me. So one of the things that always impresses me is how we we have all these people who are already accomplished, right? They yes. they don't have to get in your case a third degree, in many people's cases yes. their second. They don't have to get a master's degree and yet they want to. So when did you start thinking Maybe I want to study management. Maybe right. I want an MBA. When did you, tell me, tell the re, the listeners about sort of right. your your yes. coming to think about applying. Right. So actually, uh, the idea behind uh, pursuing my MBA is twofold. I think the first the first early impressions of an MBA started or developed in me when probably I was still in high school. So I really enjoyed because I was always mm. a leader in my high school. Like I was always the class leader. I was a perfect. I was volunteering in my high school, so I enjoyed working with people. I enjoyed. Uh, what, what does a prefect do? Because I, I, I read Harry Potter to my children, and they always talk about <laughs> prefects. Percy Percy Weasley is well, a prefect. Yeah, so prefects, we were like, um, um, so we each of us led uh, a group of students, okay, uh, a group of volunteers, and we were assigned tasks. And the tasks now seem very trivial, but. At that stage in your high sure. school, you yeah. had, you had to make sure that you know the, when the school buses. I'm not sure how the system works in the U.S. because I've not studied high school in the U.S. In India, when the school buses arrive and pick up students, we need to make sure all the students are lining up. You know, they're not making any fuss. Mm. Um, and you know, mm. if the teachers need any assistance in organizing events, sports events, cultural events, they would first call the prefects over so we could organize, we could help them out. They would assign us tasks like making sure we receive the guests mm. correctly, making sure um, you know all the labels and all are placed correctly. So. This was all the kind of work we would yeah. do, and it was great. I mean, I would even there. I would I had a, like a direct relation with the the school staff and the principal of the school, so I enjoyed working there. So so that you started I, thinking about an MBA in high school. Then. Yeah, I, wow. I had an, I had this feeling that I like managing stuff. I like talking to people. I I like working with people. So huh. so that was the early impression I had. Even though I couldn't put the tag an MBA to it, mm -hmm. I knew that. This is something I really want to do in my life going ahead. But so, okay. That is true. And um, I, I mean, it, it's very important. Education in India is extremely important. I mean, people realize it even more so often now because we have limited opportunities, like job opportunities out there. So people know you have to excel. You mm. really have to stand out to be able to get those positions. So in some ways, it's like really cutthroat competition, which some, you know, it's, it's, not, it's not entirely good in some ways, but I would say... If you if you you know hone your skills the right way, if you direction your thoughts and your your work in mm -hmm. the right way, you will really excel really well. And my parents have been phenomenal in that. So they gave me all the freedom that I wanted to do, mm. uh, whatever I wanted to study. But at the same time, they kept reminding me why it's so important that I do achieve this degree. Why it's so important that I study in one of the best engineering schools in India or abroad, wherever I am. So. The question I was asking is, you know, when did you start thinking about a, a, an MBA? So, so it started back in high school. So, yes. so bring us through your education right. and into yeah. iTerrace and and then pre right. pre FEMBA. Yeah. So. so after my undergrad, then you know things just rolled on. I didn't ha I didn't actually plan out too many things. So I had my <clears throat> undergrad and then I gave my GRE. I knew I I wanted to come to the US. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I got, you know, I got into University of Central Florida with a full funding, full scholarship. So I didn't think twice about, okay. you know, switching to management. I felt that I need a few years of experience. I really wanted to work and see how what the work style is. Then probably that would be better for me. 
um, and then you know it started working and uh, I, I moved to Orange County for a better job I started working at iTourist phenomenal work experience you know I was awarded the consultant of the month a few times oh, nice. I think nice. three or four times and you know I achieved great recognition within the company and um, everything was going great and then I felt seven years I think through my work experience I realized okay now I think I need to go back to what I originally planned uh, what I originally want to do is management okay. and even at work I was actually evolving into being a ma manager now okay so just being from being an engineer I started taking up roles as a project manager leading a few projects here and there I felt an MBA degree would give me a career push um, you know either in my organization or outside so I really wanted to try it out and um, and then I started exploring okay which school do I want to do an MBA from um, and uh, at this time, at this point of time, for me, there was only one thing. Either I do it at the best school or I don't do it at all. Mm. So UCLA was on top of my mind because I was in Orange County already. And I was looking at the full-time programs, in fact, okay. uh, at UCLA and, you know, some other good schools out there in the U.S. Um, but at the same time, I got married uh, but the, during this time frame and we were actually expecting my first baby as well. Mm -hmm. So I didn't want to risk taking too many, you know, there was a lot of risk involved if I had quit my job then. Uh, my wife was employed, but still I didn't want to, you know, take the, leave the burden onto her with, you know, she expecting a baby and right. just me sitting home, you know, working on my classes. That was too much. And then I got, I heard about the FEMBA program. This was through a couple of employees at my workplace uh, and they were talking about it and they said, oh, why do you even hear about the FEMBA program? So I had no idea till then, and then yeah. I decided. yeah. A lot of times, people still don't know about. It amazes me. Yes, we're about to become the largest graduate student body at UCLA, and yes. we're still sort of an undiscovered secret. Yes, absolutely. It's I, amazing. Yeah, yeah. I, I I totally agree. Um, and then I decided, okay, let me attend an open house. Let me okay. see what's this what's this program about. And for me, the main criteria to get into a part time program was I really wanted to look at a school that would give me an option to explore other careers. Okay. So I, I wanted to keep my mind open. So I wanted to uh, switch careers if possible to do something else, something that I've not tried doing so far in my life. Uh, so that was one of the, re that, so that was the main criteria. And the other criteria, of course, was, you know, you know, it should be a great school. It should give me an all around experience with a good set of, you know, classmates and the camaraderie that we share. So that was, those were the couple of things I really, you know, looked for in a school. So I attended the open house and you were there. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you were at the open house and I still remember the Ferrari picture you showed in your presentation. <laughs> that was amazing. And that was like, yeah, it's so true. Everybody dreams of buying a Ferrari. Mm. Why don't I just invest something that I can keep it throughout my life and I can in fact share it with my you know, other generations later, you know, going forward. I don't think I do that slide anymore. I may, <laughs> maybe I need to bring that back. If it, made it, if it got you here, I, I should bring that back. Yes. Okay. Yes, yes. Excellent. So I clearly remember that. And um, so I enjoyed, you know, the open in you know, the workshop that we had. And surprisingly, in the panel on the workshop, um, you had called in a few alumni and current students sure, to yeah. talk. And one of the one of the members in the panel was my senior from Bitspilani. Oh, how fun! I, 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 he was on the panel, and I was like, I've seen this guy somewhere. I kept thinking <laughs> throughout the, you know, the workshop I was like, oh, throughout the open house, I was like, I've seen this guy somewhere. I've seen this guy. So during the break, I went and I spoke to him, and I asked him, "Are you from India? And are you? Did you go to Bits?" He said, "Yes." 
and I, you know, I introduced myself. I said, I know you, I and mean, we've met a couple of times, but it's been so long, probably 10 years since then. So it's been so long since we graduated. So probably you don't remember me. And oh my God, uh, his name is Sharon, and he's an entrepreneur. Yeah. So I'm not sure if you can remember him, but <laughs> he was a great guy. Yeah. And then I, I spent a couple of hours with him after the open house. And yeah. he was very nice enough to actually stay back with me and have lunch with me. And then we were just chatting for a lot of time. And he gave me amazing experiences. He shared some really, really good stories of how his FEMBA life had turned his career over and how he was, how he became an entrepreneur because of FEMBA. Oh, wow. Yeah. That totally convinced me. And I was like, you know, by the time the entire thing, the day got over, I was like, yes, if I have to apply, if I want to get into a program, this has to be it. Oh, how wonderful. It was, it was great. Huh. I, I, it was a great experience. Just attending that <clears throat> one open house kind of convinced me totally. And then I went back home. I shared all the story with my wife. I decided, okay, let me focus on my GMAT. What is mm -hmm. it that I need? So who was harder to convince, your boss or your wife? <laughs> uh, actually, none. Both of them were they, pretty, yeah. Oh, that's... They're both very supportive. Uh, my wife... You, you need that. Like, I, you know, it takes a village to do yes. anything in life. Yes, you know, yes, like, yes. it has to work for you. Yes. You know, does this work for size, personal, professional goals and objectives? But does it work for, you know, the, your environment? Yes, yes. So getting into the program, um, yeah, I mean, I had a conversation with my wife because we knew it's going to be a three years of sacrifice in a lot of ways for both of us mm -hmm. uh, of time and money. I mean, right. we need to be ready for that. But at the end of it, we were thinking that if I'm able to accomplish what I want to do, what mm -hmm. I want to get out of the program, it'll be all worthwhile. Mm -hmm. We won't remember a single bit. And I can proudly say at this moment, it's exactly how it is. Oh, wow. So I've, I've got what I wanted from the program and both my wife and I, when we look back, we don't think of a single day where it was that bad. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was a hard process. I don't deny that it was not hard going through the two years, two and a half years so far. Mm -hmm. But now because I've been through it and I've got what I wanted, I feel, oh, that was worth it. Oh, that's it, so fantastic. Yeah, it doesn't feel like I really lost out anything. Mm. Um, of course, I have to... Sh give a big shout out to my wife for that I mean she's been amazing amazing she supported me you know 100% through this program and you know with the baby we ha I had a baby the month I joined the FEMBA program oh my gosh yes it was hard but my, my in-laws <laughs> yeah, so the, the first quarter is supposed to be difficult but yes. yours was doubly <laughs> so. doubly yeah 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 absolutely so but then um, I should give all the credit to my wife my, my in-laws and my parents took turns to mm -hmm. come down to the US they live in India so they came down to the US to help us out with the baby uh, because I, they knew that I will be a little away and busy. Mm -hmm. um, and I think the best part was my, my study group. Mm. They were so understanding and they really, really helped me out through the initial phase. Um, you know, just, you know, uh, you know, just letting me sail through the program. It was amazing. It was wonderful. Not only my first squad, I think every every study group that I've been with has been amazing. I've never had hmm. any any bad experience. Maybe I just got lucky. Well, uh, I hope I, I hope your experience is yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. yeah but um, it's been amazing. <clears throat> I really enjoyed working with you know diverse set of students, mm -hmm. people from different backgrounds, and amazing students. I mean, I really wouldn't have thought that there was a profession like this, and people actually work in an industry there. Um, it was great. So there was. So that was a phenomenal experience. Um, so yeah, so that's how I got into UCLA, the FEMBA program. Mm -hmm. um, um, 
the GMAT part was uh, pretty okay. I mean, it wasn't that difficult. I studied for a couple of months. I gave my best and uh, I did what I can. And uh, and then um, I think they, I think the essays were a little tricky because I had to sit and focus on the essays. Mm. Um, I had to make sure that my essays were correct. Um, so I I again reached out to um, you know the my senior from Bits and Fremba. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I sent him my essays for review, and then nice. it's phenomenal. I, I I can I already saw that the networking had already started even before I joined the Fremba program, and people were willing to help me out get into the program. That's so awesome. that was great. So he was like, I'm going to help you. Just send me your essays. I'll review them for you. Um, and I connected with a couple of other members as well during this time. And they were mm. great. They told me how I should be writing my essays and how I should be presenting to them, uh, to the school. Um, and then the Super Saturday experience was nice as well. So, oh, good. Yeah, okay, yeah. so you did Super Saturday. Yeah. Yes, I was here for the Super Saturday. Yeah. It was great. Um, and then I think December. Those are our admission interviews. If you're listening and don't know what a Super Saturday is, we yes, so one every, of the things we're proud about. Yeah. Yes, so every member has to go through a Super Saturday, an interview at yeah. least, either on a phone or in person. This this May seventh, we're going to surpass six thousand lifetime interviews conducted. Wow! Yeah, it's a yeah, big I, accomplishment. I signed up for it. I'll be there. Oh, good. All right. Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> now, and I will not be there because I'm going to go to my wife's graduation from her master's degree. She's oh. gotten a, my wife is a management consultant and she's gotten a a master's in organizational leadership. So I have been all uh, your wife supporting you. I've been supporting my wife since 2011. We had to take a, a year off when our second baby arrived and uh, so I, I feel possibly, I don't know, but Great. I feel possibly like your wife very proud that oh my gosh, we're about to get to yes. the finish line, but yeah, so That's great. Nice. It's yeah. been and it's been fun to support her. It, it really and it is a family it's a family. Yeah, it's a family decision. And uh, like you always say, it takes a village to raise a member. Yeah. So you have to have everybody's support throughout the program. I mean, you might think that, you know, there will be people who you do, whom you don't meet on a regular basis, like your friends. But it's so important that your friends also need to understand what you're going through so they can support you through it. Mm-hmm. So there'll be a lot of social events that I couldn't make it because I had a class to attend and I was commuting from Orange County. Yeah, how was so, that? So you did all day Saturday, so you yeah, come so, up Saturday morning. Yeah, so the core classes, I knew I couldn't do a weekday. It was going to be hard, so I decided to do an all-day Saturday. Mm-hmm. It was great because um, I realized that there's so many other students commuting from Orange County. It was just not me. Right. And we would carpool. Good. So we, I, the whole core, all the core classes, we carpooled together. Um, it was core, nice. Core classes are the first year's curriculum, and then electives are the second two years. So yes. Okay, so every Saturday morning, you'd just meet somewhere? Yeah, and... we would meet at somebody's house or you know, at a Starbucks <laughs> or somewhere, depending <laughs> who, on who's driving. Who wants to drive today? Okay. Yeah, yeah, and then we would take turns. And then um, and in the evening, we would have happy hours after class. Good. So that was Import- great. Important. So we were all... Drive to the happy hour, you know, just hang out, meet other people, you know, from the other sections, and it was nice. And then we'd just drive back home in the evening. So, just I, you know, I decided to consider Saturday a work day. Okay. So, I thought, okay, this is my school day. Yeah, Yeah. it's my school day. So, the next three years, I'll be busy on Saturday. Mm -hmm. So, that's how I I planned my day. Um, And it worked out well. I I had never had any problems commuting on a Saturday. Good. The traffic was fine, it was great. 
Um, during the core courses, though, I, you know, the electives that I picked, some of them were on the weekdays. Mm. So I had to talk to my, you know, my boss about it and, you know, leaving early. So the class. Oh, so you did some electives during yes, the week. Yes. Okay. Yes. In yeah. fact, what was, what was the difference to be here after you got so used to Saturday? Was it? Yeah, it was. I think the first time I was here on a weekday evening was a little different mm -hmm. because by weekday evening, the seven, the class is seven to ten. Yeah. A lot of students are already gone. So yeah. it's just uh, it's a little it's just more quiet. Yeah. It's more quiet, right? On a Saturday, you have so many sections, and um, it's two sections, but you have the the the, the twenty eighteen taking core, and you know yeah. everybody around. So it was a little different. It's, it's, it's a little different. Mm -hmm. um, and then it was late in the night, so I'm not even used to sitting in the class <laughs> at seven to ten. I was the first two weeks, I was like falling asleep in the class, so I had to plan my day a little better. Um, so yeah, I had to. Yeah, and then I found carpool buddies again, okay. even for the weekday section. So yeah. I would, we would reach out to uh, students in the Facebook. So we had like Facebook groups running for the 2016s, 2017s, then 2015s, 2014s also. So each group, uh, each class has gone has got its own Facebook group. So I would reach out to everyone in the group, checking out to see if there were anybody else driving on a weekday and most probably there would be some one or the other. So, you know, most of the times I have, would have a carpool buddy with me. So carpooling was fine. It would take me like an hour, hour, 20 minutes, hour and a half at the max. Yeah, when, so. I, when I've taught, the couple times that I've taught the business communications class, I did some all day Saturday, but also did a Thursday night section. But the, as, as tired, you, you have to manage your energy, but then there's that flip thing that all of a sudden it's 9.45, 10 o'clock and you get done. And you're just like awake, yeah. like you, you know, because your 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 brain is in like yes, yes. awake mode. I agree. I, I, don't, I don't know how you know. I mean, it's like I always just I'm so impressed <laughs> with Fembas that you really have to have some energy management, right? Yes. I mean, you you have a, a commitment to your yeah. wife and a new baby, yes, and to, at work and your your colleagues. Yes. It's it's Femba is not for the faint of heart. I I can't uh, agree more with you. It's absolutely correct. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, one thing that's really important to me about your story that I want to make sure so it's and it's so funny. I didn't even know the story of your open house and and your senior from Bits who kind of paid it forward to you. You've been very active. You know, I want to the three things I want to make sure we talk about um, your 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 student leadership with Femba Council. Uh, also, your global access program experience, and then your global immersion. So, in any order you'd like sure. to talk about any of those. Sure. Let me start with the in the order that you mentioned. Let me start with the, the, my FEMBA Council experience. So, so FEMBA Councils are our student governance, it's, right? Yeah. So, right. So, I started off. Um, so, I, the first time I heard of the FEMBA Council was also at the open house. Okay. Uh, I think there was one person on the panel who was a council member then. Okay. Um, so they had mentioned about, you know, being a leader and, you know, showing the things. And as, a, you know, the individual I am, uh, I always, like I said, I always enjoyed working with people and talking to people. So I thought, oh, why don't I look, you know, pursue this? Why don't I see what is, what's this all about? Great. And uh, that was a great opportunity for me. So right from... The day one I started the program uh, during leadership foundations, that's when I decided, oh, okay, I need to take up a council position. I need to take up a leadership position. So that way, first thing is I would, I'm reachable to as many people as possible. So people know me that, you know, being a council leader, people can recognize me. And also because um, I, like I said, you know, it's, it's great experience working with people. I like, I like all those situations, in fact. Um, so I did run for, uh, for the council in my first year, second year, and third year too. In my first year, I was uh, my first and second years. I was the internal rep for my section, and um, 
I think I did a good job. People came back and appreciated me for mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. all the work I was doing and how you know it had helped them. Uh, and in the third year, um, I'm currently the the vice president for the uh, the internal affairs and the, on the FEMBA council. It's a great role um, overall. It's a great experience overall because you you get to interact a lot with the faculty, with the administration. Uh, and a lot of students, you get to make, meet and mix, mingle with a lot of students and who come to you for any questions or any concerns that they might have. And it's, it's another way to, you know, uh, hone your leadership skills. Uh, the other thing I really wanted to uh, get onto the council was, you know, any public speaking fear that I might have mm, or mm. anything that I felt um, I was lacking. I felt this council would, you know, put me out there in the, in the most uncomfortable situations ever. And I'll outgrow all of those. So that was something I really wanted to achieve from the program too, that, you know, I want to get over this fear of talking mm-hmm. in a big group and things like that. And I think I was able to do it in, in, in many ways. Um, but overall, it's been a phenomenal experience, the the council. Uh, yeah, and now, now we're coming, we're going to have some elections today. Yes, too, we, yes, in yes. a couple hours, we have FEMBA council this month. So Yes, yes, yes. So, yeah. Coming to the, the end of that. Coming up, right. Absolutely. And I I think one of the things that makes FEMBA really special is the culture of FEMBA. Do you know I'm writing a book? I'm writing a book about, I don't know if I've told her, it's it's a little bit, yeah, it's it's called, it's called Brewing a Winning Culture, Leadership Lessons from UCLA Anderson and Hogwarts. So I'm working on the Hogwarts thing. Nice, nice. But I I think the magic of this place, I think, gets released because people who are already ridiculously busy still find extra time to pay it forward. Yes, yes. And I've seen that. It's just not one or two people. It's the entire FEMBA class, Mm -hmm. entire FEMBA community who's doing that. Uh, Everyone wants to get involved in as many activities as possible. They... You know, you cut down on sleep, you cut down on your TV time, you cut down on your gym time, but you want to make sure that you're networking, you're meeting people, you're having fun at the same time, learning from each other's experiences and, uh, you know, taking away a lot of good things from, you know, one another. It's, you know, it's, somebody said in the FEMBA class, it's from, you know, making from hugs to handshakes to hugs. Right? Yeah, that's right. So David, David Wong's Yes, phrase. yes, yes, yeah. you're right. So it's phenomenal. So that's, that's exactly how it is. Oh, that's yeah. so great. Well, let's uh, let's talk about GAP. Let's, GAP, yeah. The master's, so, the master's, the Global Access Program is our master's thesis. It's a six-month experience. It's 10 of the 80 units of the degree. Yes. It bridges your second year into your third year. Yes. And you're on a team of four or five other classmates, and you're matched with an international early-stage high-tech, high-growth company. And now you tell them what it's really like. That's the official answer. So t- talk, talk to us about your global access program experience. Yeah, so let me begin by saying that it was just simply amazing. I totally enjoyed my GAP experience. So I had um, four other great and wonderful uh, team members and friends for life, I would say. Wow. Um, yeah, we, had, we gelled really well and, you know, we get along really, really well. Uh, great people. Um, so we work for a company called Quamcom Technologies. So they provide, uh, it's a technology company in um, uh, Sweden, and uh, they provide consulting services and product development services uh, to various industries in the area of signal processing and communications domain. None of the five members in a group had remotely worked in this area. So we had no clue about this industry or area. So it was a pure consulting experience, if you might consider it that way. So we were out there, you know, working on a new industry, trying to understand what they do, 
um, and uh, they wanted to get into the U.S. market, so they were uh, they so we we had to narrow down on which market they was uh, they were they wanted to enter into because uh, in in Sweden they were actually working with different areas. They were working in medical devices. They were working in telecom. They were working with um, um, uh, the the Swedish Railroad Authority. Uh, they were working with Volvo, the auto industry. So they were mm. in so many industries uh, providing services because signal processing is an area any industry and everyone can use it okay so but we had to narrow down the scope because we only had six months to help them come into the US and uh, and they wanted to explore the area of wearable technology mm-hmm. so that was some one industry where they had didn't have much experience with and they wanted to see you know whether or not they can f- bring in their services to the US in that industry so wearable technology like the Fitbits Okay. Uh, the, I have one here. The Apple Watch, <laughs> yes. The Apple Watches, etc. So, you know, th- the Samsung Gears and yeah. Microsoft Bands and things like that. So they wanted to see if they can help provide the services. So we had to do an extensive research on wearable technology industry itself. Where what's it right now? Where's it heading? Mm-hmm. We attended four conferences. I think we attended two international and two local, like within the US. Um, and then we split roles and responsibilities equally amongst the five of us on who would collect the data, who would meet the people, who would uh, write the report and who would uh, assess the data and um, things like that. So it was, uh, you know, we would, uh, we had good, uh, clearly demarcated roles for each uh, each and every one of us on the team. Um, and uh, and then we had really good rapport maintained with the, the consulting firm as well, with, uh, with CamCom technology as well. And at the end of it, they were really impressed with the recommendations that we gave, mm. um, and um, they were super happy. And uh, even our advisor, uh, Todd Centurio, was our advisor, and we mm. we learned so many great things from him. Um, it was great. Oh, he's one of our executives in residence. Yes, yeah, and he, he was your... one of the executives in residence for management consulting. Okay, and Todd he... Todd Centurio. So, and he was also your faculty advisor for Gap. Okay, yes, he was a faculty advisor for Gap, and. He, he brought in a lot of perspectives from the consulting industry and he shared those with us. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was really good, um, in, you know, on how we presented ourselves to the client and uh, how how we had to, um, you know, take a step-by-step approach, um, like a phased approach in trying to resolve the, the issue that we had uh, mm-hmm. in hand. Um, overall, it's been amazing. I mean, I learned a lot about accounting. I learned a lot about finance. I had no idea about this these uh, at all. Um, we did some market entry and we had to do market entry strategies so we had to uh, do a lot of market research uh, reach out to people cold call people heavy networking mm. um, it was a time consuming thing sure. I, oh yeah I, gap I, takes time it does take time so and during gap I was actually going through OCR which yeah. is on campus recruiting right um, so it was kind of nightmarish for me because yeah. I was hardly having any time because I had to drive to school every other day to attend the events at the same time focus on gap to make sure i was doing my deliverables again i have to thank my teammates on gap mm-hmm. i mean couldn't have done that couldn't have succeeded through ocr without their help and you know any days that i was slacking down because of an ocr event or an interview they would pick up work for me and then you know and i would compensate it later on and you know helping them out in other ways so it was all about planning and communicating well in uh, you know well before advance 
Yeah. Well, so let's let's talk about because you 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 walked in the door knowing that you wanted to do a switch. Yes. And you've done a switch. So let's yes. let's tell people about your on-campus recruiting experience and where you're going next. Sure. Yeah. Let me begin with saying where I'm going next. So I'll be joining Microsoft um, in Seattle uh, as a business operations program manager after graduation. So this was through OCR. Uh, I had two offers from OCR, uh, one oh. from a consulting firm and one from Microsoft. Uh, consider- wow, oh, that's two different that's two different forks in the right, tree. So right, yeah, I'm, make- I'm going to elaborate why yeah, it's two different yeah. forks. And then um, uh, the other, so you know, after I discussed this with my wife on which offer to pick, I felt uh, at a stage I am in my life right now with a kid, and um, you know, he's growing up, is close to three right now, and. My wife also wanted me to, you know, stabilize a bit and mm, focus mm-hmm. a little bit on the house, and so she can focus on her career. Um, so we decided that Microsoft would be a better place for me. Oh, okay. To move on to than consulting at this point. So hence, I'm picking Microsoft, and yeah, super excited about it. Wow. Uh, yeah. Um, the it was all through OCR. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't have been possible without OCR. I hundred percent have to give credit to. Susan and Gordon for all their help. Susan and Gordon are the executive career coaches here we have at UCLA, Anderson, and they're phenomenal. Um, so when I started the program, like I said, I was looking to explore careers. I was trying to switch careers, trying to see what else is out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, I was really interested in organizational development and things like that mm. um, and then uh, but then I thought that I should keep my mind open you never know what what's it that will work for me what's it that might that I still have not identified that I might be a good fit at mm. so that was an open mind that I came with I didn't narrow down myself completely saying that I'm only going to look at this and nothing else no wrong, nothing wrong in that right. if you know exactly what you want to do if you know exactly what you want to focus on you can do that, phenomenal. Right. But if you're like me, who are like not sure, ex- you know, mm-hmm. which area to go into, this is a great program. This will give you that experience and exposure. So that's exactly what happened. So when I came in, and then I had a conversation. I had a conversation with Dylan before I joined, and I had a conversation with Gordon also on how I should focus my career and how mm-hmm. I should, you know, which direction I should take it to. The great advice I got from Gordon, especially, was he said clearly. Keep your mind open. You never yeah. know what yeah. you're going to find here. Yeah. You know, if you want to get into organizational development, human resources, great. I mean, that's phenomenal. But, you know, this is a path you need to work on. If not, see what else is out there. There might be something else you might be interested in. Marketing, operations, yeah. anything. anything that And our careers are long. So yeah. maybe you don't do it today, but maybe you do it five Absolutely. years from now. And, Absolutely. Yeah. And then that was the advice I got from you. I mm. remember that. You said, don't think of a short term. You mm-hmm. never know. Two years from now, you might be working in this role, but after that, it might change. You might go back to what you originally wanted. Mm-hmm. So, you know, options never end. Yeah. Opportunities never close. So, um, at that point, um, I, you know, learned about the OCR process, the on-campus recruiting process, and uh, I got involved in Management Consulting Association and Marketing Association. Okay. Oh, you did both. Okay. I did both. These, these are uh, the Anderson Student Association clubs, mm-hmm. the professional clubs that people can join. Okay. Yes. So the uh, the reason for me to go behind management consulting track was consulting was one area where it'll give you a wholesome experience on different areas, like uh, different industries. Mm-hmm. Because I didn't have an industry focus in mind, mm-hmm. and I wanted to work in various industries. I'd been working in the same, like the transportation 
civil infrastructure industry for so long, I wanted to explore what, you know, the other industries out there too. And at that point, I felt consulting would be a good fit. I, one, one thing is I can work on different projects, different areas, different functions. So it can be a human consulting, it can be operations, it can be strategy consulting. Mm. And at the same time, I can even work on different industries. So I thought this is, that, that's going to be a good change for me, like a transition. Maybe I can try out consulting for a few years and then switch to whatever I might like eventually. So that was my original vision when I started off with the OCR process for the internships, yeah. which was in my second year. Mm -hmm. um, and I did go through a lot of consulting uh, interviews. Um, I didn't make it, uh, I didn't make it, uh, uh, I didn't get an offer for the internship as such, but I did get a lot of interview calls. Again, it, it heavily depended on networking. So mm -hmm. I had to reach out to as many people as I can and use all the available resources that we were we had at uh, Anderson uh, mm -hmm. through um, Career uh, Center. And they were very helpful. So and you got the practice. So I got the practice. The yes. amazing thing about FEMBA is you didn't do the internship, but you yes. still you still walk out of here with two absolutely MBA job offers, absolutely. full time offers, yes. full time offers. Yeah, and yeah. I don't regret that because uh, and I didn't. I was not even dejected that I didn't make an internship at that point because I already had a full time job in my right. hand right. and I was not losing out anything. But at, the, at that uh, after my internship experience, uh, I interviewed probably with. I think five uh, consulting firms, the top, yeah. you know, the top five consulting firms, and uh, it was a great experience. Uh, I, I I gained from it. But what I realized at the end of the day was, um, if you really really want to make a career switch, mm -hmm. you have to be more focused. Yeah, you really really have to be more focused. If you're a career enhancer, it's slightly different. But if you know you want to be, you want to switch. You need you need to pay even more attention. Yeah. And uh, and I knew this was the greatest lesson I learned from my internship recruiting process. And I said, I have now. I only have one more shot. The full time mm -hmm. recruiting process. So if I want to go into full time process, I want to give it my hundred percent. Yeah. And I want to make make it tick. I mm -hmm. really want to do my best. And I knew I was going through gap. Yeah, yeah, that's so, the thing. How yeah. do you even have a hundred percent? You have so I a two-year-old son. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You have so gap, and you have yeah. So I did. Yeah. I had to do a little bit of pre-planning, and mm -hmm. hence I took the immersion program. Okay. The global immersion program at that time we were going to Argentina. This was the end of the first year before the second year started, and uh, it was great. I enjoyed you know traveling to a new country with a new set of friends, and uh, um, you know. We had a very good time. We had lots of fun. Uh, at the same time, it uh, really opened my eyes to Latin America. I've never, I'd never traveled to Latin America, or South America. Hmm. So it gave me a good perspective on how businesses are run there. So each day we would visit two or three different organizations from different industries. So we visited like uh, an iron uh, ore company, like mm -hmm. a mining company. We visited a dairy industry. We visited a nonprofit. We visited an IT industry. And uh, who was your professor? For uh, Andres Terek. Ah, Professor Terek. Yeah. Yeah, so for, for our listeners, one thing we have are one-week intensive electives uh, that, that go to about 20 different countries around the world. So, but now, and, and what was the, so you did that before? My second year. Before your second year, okay. Yes. And how did that help you with the OCR? Right, because um, I did that before because during the OCR process, um, uh, this was in the third year, mm -hmm. um, we have to take gap with one other elective. Ah, so that, that so, took care of yeah. your elective credit. Yes, so yeah. I, I decided I knew, I knew ahead that I'm going to focus on OCR and I knew I wanted to do well in gap. I knew I couldn't take any more 
anymore on my plate. So I decided not to take a course. So if I had to replace the course, I decided, let me do the immersion. Nice. And I heard yeah. some really good things and I strongly recommend everyone to do at least one immersion. I know people who have done like two immersions, two exchanges and... Mm -hmm in the program so that's great I mean they were able to take out time to do that it's great I've done too I went to India yeah. and, then, and then I went to China last year and both times yes. and I, I lived in Germany for three years and I've lived yes. in South America and, yeah. and there's, it's just a big world it is it is a big world and you'll be surprised how much common we have with them and how different we are from each other at the same time yeah. um, it was a great experience uh, I'll keep that with me forever uh, that's um, that's nice both on a personal level on a professional level I think I learned a lot from that immersion program oh that's great yeah it was great and from then <laughs> so because I had already did the immersion so I didn't have to take an elective during GAP and OCR going yeah. side by side but I still needed more time for myself and I had I had a lot of interviews lined up mm -hmm. um, through the OCR um, and I decided I had a conversation with my wife that okay it's, um, it's getting a bit stressful yeah. and I know I want to give 100% to OCR uh, is it okay if I either go part time or if I quit my job? So that wow. was so that was a decision um, at that point because it was getting a bit too much for me to handle everything. Um, and OCR is demanding, so I should definitely mention oh, yeah. that. You know, you will get amazing interview calls, you'll get great opportunities, but you'll get them only if you put in your hundred percent. Yeah, you have to be dedicated. You need to do your best to be able to do that. And um, because a lot of events happen during the daytime, so you need to be able to commute to school during daytime. Um, and to be able to do that, you know, our work schedules would always conflict. I had a conversation, so this is a funny thing how it happened with my boss. So I had a conversation with my boss at iTerrace. So I went to, to him and I told him um, that, you know, I'm busy at school, gap is going on right now. I'm a little stressed out with the baby at home. Um, I didn't tell him of the OCR because I didn't want to give away well, yeah, I didn't want to give him feelers that I'm trying to switch careers in any way. But I told him that it's better I take a break. So okay, either yeah. he give me a long leave of absence or I quit the job. Yeah. So I kind of put it open to him. He re immediately realized that I was going through a really, you know, rough phase. Not a rough phase, a, uh, um, a time-consuming phase at that time. He said that, okay, why don't I put it this way? You can keep all your benefits. Let me give you, why don't you go part-time? He said, just work how many hours you can per week. That'll be fine. Just let me know in advance. And how long do you want it for? I thought that was the best thing that could have happened to me at that point when my boss uh, came up with that option. I said, okay, the OCR probably will wane down sometime in January, February for the full-time recruiting. So I thought, oh, that'll be great. So, so maybe mid-January. So I said from starting September to mid-January, I said I'll be a part-time. Mm -hmm. So I, I went to work only 20 hours a week. Um, it was on a loss of pay, of course. Mm -hmm. uh, they wouldn't pay me Right, right, right. But yeah. still, I had something. You know, you could, I knew I could go back to it if OCR didn't work. But that was not my goal. I had like I focused entirely on this. So the experience I got from that, the lesson I learned from that OCR thing was, if you communicate, you know, if you yeah. if you talk to your employers, they will work with you. Right. If you know, if they know that you are a good candidate, they don't want to let you go at any point of time. We forget how valuable we are. Absolutely. We yeah. always we don't give credit to ourselves the work right. we do. Yeah. So so when I had the conversation and my boss opened that door for me, saying, "Oh, go part time," I understood then. Okay, he thinks I'm valuable. That's why he doesn't want to let me go. Yeah. And he knows I'm doing an MBA, so he knows that 
there's a good chance that I might get another offer out there. Right. But he's still willing to take that risk with me. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, that's great. That's good news. So I should keep that in mind mm-hmm. even in the future. And you may yeah. go back there after five years at Microsoft. You, you just never know. Absolutely. Never know. Um, and then I applied to a lot of industries. Um, uh, not a lot of industries, but I, I would say I started picking roles that I think I could fit well. Mm-hmm. Um, rather than focusing on the industry. Mm. So I applied to a lot of consulting firms, uh, and then I applied to Microsoft. Uh, did I apply to Amazon? No, I didn't apply to Amazon. But a few other tech firms, because mm-hmm. the tech industry is always fascinating, and I yeah. I wanted to work in the tech industry. And then a couple of other firms in uh, Orange County as well, all through OCR. And I had got a lot of calls, interview calls, which is great. I mean, it was a phenomenal experience uh, through this process learned a lot I had to, I had mm-hmm. to learn a, uh, to learn a lot practice a lot but the experience itself taught me a lot just yeah. meeting people from so many industries gave me a good perspective on do I want to fit into this do I see myself in this mm-hmm. a great example is I got a call from a real estate firm the biggest real estate firm in Orange County uh, for the leadership development program it was great uh, it was a rotational program and I liked the role mm. and I have an engineering background and they they needed that. Um, so even though I don't have a real estate experience, they right. saw my civil engineering experience with an MBA, they, they found it valuable. I went there, it was a great company, phenomenal benefits, great pay, everything great. I was not a fit. Yeah. I realized that I could not work in a firm like this. Again, it's a personal thing. It might be, yeah. it might work for anybody else, it might work for you, it might work for someone else, but not for me. Right. Yeah. So that that's a lesson I learned that, okay, unless and until you look at other industries, you see what's out there, you will not understand, you will not see whether you fit there or not. Yeah. It has to work mutually. Yeah. Like you need to fit there and they need to fit with you both. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's, so you're it's still great. doing organizational development because that's, you know, it's always about yeah. that. Yeah. It's, it's about. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I might end up being there someday. So... And then Microsoft gave, um, you know, I had an interview with Microsoft for their business operations role. Mm-hmm. Business operations, it's not on the supply chain. It's more on how Microsoft works as a business. So the entire company. So any new products that they launch, any new uh, releases that they may have, software releases, hardware releases that they may have. So this particular unit takes care of all the launch Wow. Of that particular product. Oh, you're going to get, you're going to meet so many people. Yeah. So, so many good people. Yes. Yes. So it's like, I'll be interacting with a lot of product managers, the pricing managers, the marketing team, the sales team, the distributions team, um, you know, the higher up the strategy team. So I heard we'll be sitting with the strategy people and yeah. trying to determine, you know, what should be the next product out there and is it even feasible to do it? So they would look to us and say, oh. ask us answer. So it's a great role and I'm really excited about it and I'm hoping, um, you know, I learn a lot from it. Um, there are amazing members in uh, Microsoft yes. who helped me get, who helped me get the job in some way because, um, you know, they gave, they put in good word about me, I guess. And then they gave me great insights about Microsoft yeah. that helped me for the interview preparation. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, they told me, gave me all these resources and how I should plan out, you know, during the interview process, whom I should be contacting, whom I should be talking to, who are the important people there, what I should be focusing on. It was very important, very, very useful information. Larissa and Gary and, you know, they helped me Oh, Larissa, yeah, that's yeah. right, because she just went up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Larissa, Gary Lai, Miles, Robert Miles. So, yeah, it was really good. Oh, that's great. Well, you, I could 
listen to you all day. We've gone over <laughs> what I thought we should do. Um, so this has been an extra bonus ten minutes. Um, but you've really, you've really, um, you've woven yourself a wonderful FEMBA experience, and you've got the results to show for it professionally, but academically and friendship wise. And you've been a servant leader. You know, um, we're just lucky to have had you here. Um, any last minute thoughts? You know, parting words of wisdom you'd want you know like if sure. if i knew then what i know now you want to leave our listeners with sure um i would definitely say keep an open mind that's mm. really really important don't be uh, don't be rigid that i will only do this and i will only focus on this so come with an open mind share and take in as much as you can see what's out there i think that's really really important um not only for a femba, but in general for a person, for a human being. Yeah. Like wherever you are, you, you definitely want to see what's out there. And more, more importantly here, because you're in the FEMBA program for a reason. You want to make a better career, switcher, enhancer, entrepreneur, whatever it is. So just be open to ideas. That's really, really important. Um, other than that, I would say the only thing is always have a good communication. Friends, classmates, spouse, you know, girlfriend, boyfriend, uh, your your boss, whoever, be have a great communication line with them. Let them know in advance what your priorities are, when you're available, and what you can do. It's really important. Trust me, three years is a long time, and uh, you need to prepare them as much as you prepare yourself. Mm. So that's a great... I mean, I mean, the FEMA network is there to help you out. You want you reach out to anyone, people will come talk to you. If you want to talk, if you want them to talk to your boss or talk to your spouse or anyone, they'll be more than happy to do it as well. You know, uh, we have great uh, the spouses connect to each other in the program, so that's been great. So, um, you know, that having that open line of communication is really important. Oh wow! Yeah. Well, again, Sai, this has just been wonderful. Uh, I get inspired listening to you. It helps me because I gotta, I gotta ramp up and read round three the next three weeks or so. So <laughs> we're, we're gonna be, we're gonna be putting the final lucky people into the class of 2019. And right. I'm, I'm really optimistic that the the new admits in the class of 2019 who get to hear this podcast, plus to other people, will really see you know a great example of how to really maximize you yes. know how to how to how to just how to walk in with your eyes open and, and, yeah. and find the resources and, and just make wonderful outcomes for themselves the way you've done for yourself. So um, you got to bring your wife at commencement. I got to meet your wife. So make sure we say hi. Sure, yeah, she's up, definitely, I'll, definitely. I'll, I'll tell her thank you on behalf of the program for all the time that she yeah, gave us. So. Putting with Sai for three years now. Yeah. Thank you for loaning us your husband. All right. Yes. All right. Well, thank you very much. Thanks for listening, everybody. And uh, we'll see you on a future podcast. Yeah, thank you, Dylan.